Hello, everybody, and welcome. You know what? First off, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. <laughs> Post-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the start of the holiday season, so we'll get that out of the way. But thank you all for tuning in to a new episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And I'm Amanda Nduka. And for, for one of our last podcasts for the year, mm. who do we have, Dino? We have... Mr. Harry Shum Jr. from the upcoming movie, All My Life. And you may know him as the other Asian from Glee. <laughs> yes. Um, also, Shadow Hunters. He's been in the, he was in the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons, uh, the sequel, the Netflix sequel. Now he's starting yeah. this film called All My Life. You guys, a it's tear a tearjerker. <laughs> it is a tearjerker, if you can't tell from the title. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's, a, it's about this, basically a young couple, you know, that, that have to deal with 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 an illness, a sickness, uh, cancer, uh, during their early stages of the relationship. It's really, it's really touching. Um, like I said, it's a tearjerker. It's yeah. A, it's, it's, it's a really good yeah. film. Yeah, it, it was based on, a, I think I believe it's an article about right. Solomon Chow and Jennifer Carter and how their friends got together and he had only months to live and they yeah. pushed their and wedding up. Yeah, it went up. viral. They had like a, they yeah, like it a went viral. It was like a GoFundMe or something. Yeah, GoFundMe. Um, and it just went viral. So this movie follows that journey. Um, and if you like movies like, you know, Fault in Their Stars or, yeah. or Walk to Remember yeah, or I things of that. Yeah. Yeah. What would we call those? Like romantic drama, yeah, sadness, <laughs> tragedies. <laughs> That's really wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's a it's like I said, it's a really good, it's a really nice nice film. Um, Harry was great. I was yeah. Like, Harry's yeah terrific. He's mm. also going to be in the Crazy Rich Asians uh, sequel, which, <laughs> which he told us all about. No, right, he didn't. He told us all about. <laughs> <laughs> we got everything from him. No, so but, um, listen to the episode exactly. if you want to know what's in store. Yeah. Well, we're very excited. Um, movie's out December 4th. Without further ado, here is Harry. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Yes. For yes, thank you. And, and congrats on the film. Um, but before we get to uh, we get to talking about the film, we wanted to ask you. We like to talk about the like sort of uh, people's beginnings when they come on the show. I, we, I feel like everybody has an interesting story about how they they sort of landed in Hollywood. Um, so so you you're you're a first generation, correct? Your parents immigrated here from yes. Sometime. So how was that? Like, how was, how was it growing up? Was, was sort of the art something that was encouraged? Like, how did you, how did you sort of find your love for performing? Uh, yeah, it took a while. You know, I came here from Costa Rica and it was just a new land, new, new country. You know, I, I grew up watching Knight Rider as a kid <laughs> and I don't know what else. Like, I'm just trying to think like it was very limited on what we were able to watch in Costa Rica. And, you know, there's, um, you know, novellas and, and stuff like that, soap operas. But outside of that, I didn't really have much exposure. So even movie theaters were, I'm, I'm talking, I'm making it sound like Costa Rica is like someplace that doesn't, it existed. <laughs> they have theaters, they have that, but it just wasn't a thing that you, wasn't a normal thing that you went to. Like you didn't, you know, in, in America or, or in other countries, you watch movies on a weekly basis. Right. And, um, so for me, when I moved here, it was, I didn't, my minds were not set on the arts. It was, strictly about who, how do I make friends? Yeah. How do I understand what my teacher is saying? I would, I just remember vividly this moment where I think I was in third, gr second grade and the teacher called my dad to come down to class and said like, 
your son is not doing his homework. And I'm like, Uh oh, yeah. And, and, and there, my dad barely, he was like, you know, he was new to English. So like, he didn't understand. He's like, well, he's not, is he, is it bad? Is it a bad thing? And he's like, yeah, it's a very bad thing. And I, I remember like looking up and then they would, I was like, yeah, I totally did my homework. And then they pulled out all the homework inside my backpack. So I was busted. But to my point, I just did not understand what the teacher was saying. I didn't know what was going on. So, I mean, for that, it took me a long time to, to understand the, 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 the value of like the arts and expressing yourself through that way. Um, and it wasn't really until uh, middle school where I joined the drama class as an elective that really got me into uh, plays and, and just kind of uh, being exposed to that along with this thing called Odyssey of the Mind. I don't know if you heard of that yes i know of Odyssey yeah. of the mind. <laughs> i did two years of that and that just opened my eyes man like wow. solving problems while doing theater it was like why not let's do the two and two which is a big part of what the industry is really right now it's yeah. just really solving problems right. yeah Odyssey, wow odyssey of the mind i remember i mean i don't think i was cool enough to be in that group but i just remember all the kids that i knew they were some of my friends and i was all what is that all about it seemed like a very exclusive club <laughs> <laughs> is that like a, is, that's a game it's a so odyssey of the mind is it's it's this um i don't even know what you would call it it's this competition that has ha that happens throughout the world really mm. and, and what it is they give you a problem to solve ours was um something that we use every day and find a creative story behind how that thing was invented so ours was q-tip so we, uh, we had this like q-tip where it was made out of the clouds and like we had to trudge up this mountain and defeat a whole bunch of people to get a little bit of the clouds and then everyone was deaf in the town and it was just like a fun creative way to solve uh, a problem or or to uh to showcase uh um something that has already existed and it, it was just a really fun way to to kind of just be involved in and we got to, we made it to like world at one point and we got to like uh, I, the world competition i guess i think we came in like I don't know. We didn't even place, but we made it. There. <laughs> so oh. I'm really happy about that. Oh, well, I hope I'm not cool for not knowing what that is. <laughs> no, I think it was like, or you it was might be like, cool for not knowing what that is. <laughs> it was like before a bunch of, it's like creative thinking and critical okay. thinking from what I remember. I just was like, oh, you're explaining it way better than I am. I, I'm like, <laughs> I join, I have no friends. <laughs> um, what is your, what is your earliest memory of like performing in front of an, uh, an audience? Like, what, what do you remember the feeling being like? I remember my first time performing in front of an audience. I was in drama uh, class in seventh grade, was it seventh grade or eighth grade? Uh, one of the two. And I remember that I, we, they chose like three people to do an improv in front of the whole assembly. And you know, when you're in front of an assembly in front of like hundreds of kids, we had like, I think about like two, 300 kids. So it was a big deal. And they chose me to do this thing that I've never done before. And it was just messing around. Like I pretended to be a cheerleader that didn't know what what was <laughs> was auditioning for for to be a cheerleader and i it was so ridiculous but people found it funny i just never thought of myself as being funny or or, or even being in the center of attention it was i was very shy as a kid mm -hmm. and that moment i remember just getting laughs and then that adrenaline and and uh feeling that, that just like the dopamine dopamine like hit like you just wanted more you're like oh this feels good mm -hmm. 
but also felt good to just be outside my body. And it wasn't like me ex expressing myself, really. It was just like outside of my body and I get to do these ridiculous things. And that was when I, I felt I was like hooked in some way, shape or form. I just wanted to perform in front of, in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I know you, you were you're known for dancing, obviously, and then you uh, you're known for Glee, and you're also part of LXD, and then you went on to star in Shadowhunters, Couching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the, the the that that sequel, White Frog, and of course Crazy Rich Asians, and now All My Life. Um, but you know, I, I I remember you from dancing, and yeah. then then you went into acting, but were you wanting to go into acting was dancing always first what was that transition like like how did you navigate your choices in ter in terms of like oh do i want to be a dancer an actor or do both or like how did you i guess decide or how did you just even like come across acting and using act uh, dancing as a leverage into acting and vice versa and all that good stuff yeah it's uh I, my my only aspirations getting out of high school was to uh, was was to not go to college because <laughs> I, I, I man my parents were like go to college and I'm like I I don't know what I want to do with my life like that was really hard I was just like I don't know what I want to do but that that was the only uh, I guess. Uh, only option in, in a lot of ways. So I did go for a couple of months and then realized like, I, I don't know if I could do this. And, and I made that leap to go to LA. And, you know, dan dancing was th that transitioning of going tr dancing to acting. I, I, I don't want to leave out because I did that for seven years as a professional mm -hmm. dancer. And I've had some wonderful, wonderful years doing that. And it was actually really hard to leave because when you start getting comfortable in, in what you do and you, mm. you get good at it and you start to know a lot of people, it just, it became something was like, oh, I'd get a call and be like, hey, you want to go tour with blah, blah, blah. Dance and, for Beyonce, and, right? You, yeah, you yeah, that was my first tour. Oh, my second tour. Uh, yeah. My second tour was with Beyonce and that, I mean, okay. that was crazy. <laughs> I, I, look back. I don't even know, don't even real, like how that happened is insane. Just, I, I got a call because it was replacing someone. I was replacing someone a week before the tour left. And this was Beyonce's first tour. So I knew her about, you know, I remember going to, um, uh, uh, was it Summer Jam, KML? Watching Destiny's Child, I'm like, oh yes. my gosh, like, yo, look at these dancers. And Genuine would come out. Yes. And, okay, Genuine. <laughs> hell yeah, man. No, he was like, at one point, he was literally like someone I was like, I yeah, just want to genuine. I just want to dance with genuine. And every, everybody wanted to copy his style. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. did. Everyone yes. did. Everyone did. He was amazing. I yeah, much props yeah. to genuine. Pony also danced yeah, that song. <laughs> um, no, and then, you know, you know, as a kid, you're watching like, oh, Destiny Show, wouldn't it be so cool to be on that stage? And, you know, I was on, and then I got on tour, not just like with Beyonce, it was, it was called Ladies First Tour. And it was yeah. with uh, Missy Elliott, Mia, and we- Oh my God, yes, yeah. I remember that tour. It was Beyonce's like first, like solo tour, tour yeah. coming out. Um, but it, <laughs> it's funny because I learned so much about myself and realizing like how I didn't want to live in a suitcase. Mm. Like, and that, 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 that road, that um, lifestyle is really difficult. You know, you, there's no like stability. There's you hopping around, which is really wonderful while you're doing it. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I don't really have like a place to, to mm -hmm. stay, which is, you know, I, I, 
and then I started to get into different realms of, I guess, the dance business. You know, I started doing more TV. I did like Boston Public. I wasn't a jazz dancer at all. And then I had to learn how to just learn any technical moves while I was on the job. So that became a thing I had to learn really quickly on learning learning on the job. And then I, I got to do these really cool like iPod commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was on, I was like, I was the only male dancer on BET's Comic View. Back- <laughs> <laughs> I remember Comic View. I comic loved View. Comic View. I would watch Comic View and then um, the, then the, uh, what was the, the, the... After Dark or Uncut? Yeah, yeah the After <laughs> Dark. <laughs> That's what my mom was like. Uncut, no, yes, <laughs> Uncut. Those are the days. No, <laughs> but that audition was crazy. It was just like, I look at it, that's why I kind of look at uh, my whole career as like, just, you know, just put your head down, keep working hard, and then mm. things will start popping up. And, you know, even BET, I had a wonderful experience on that because... You know, I got to meet a whole bunch of comedians, learn about comedy, learn about like building story through through telling, you know, yeah. jokes and and but I was like also it was so odd because I was like, am I like the only I'm the only Asian guy? Here. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like and just like yeah, I mean we want you in cornrows and I'm like oh okay, so <laughs> you're, just, you're just I'm just I was like just going along, yeah, and I can right exactly six girls, but um. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know where we went on that tangent. <laughs> no, I think it's my dance career. Yeah, your dance career and how it kind of fed into acting, you know. And, you know, speaking of, you know, you were saying you were the only Asian dude, you know, on Glee, there was this, like, joke that everyone started saying when you were referred to as the other Asian. It was funny, but it also was this interesting commentary on Asian representation at the time and even now. Um, So, like, being on Glee and kind of playing that role and then how your role got even bigger and bigger throughout the seasons, what did you learn from you know that role at that moment in terms of representation and how did it how did you make you know how did you approach your roles after glee especially mm-hmm. with like playing someone queer on shadow hunters and, yeah. and 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 just just representation in general how did you you know how did glee kind of uh, uh, what can I say? Sculpt your image of representation in Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, that is that's a great question. I think what I've learned from that experience, and and you know, I I actually feel very fortunate to have gone through that experience of you know having something so like brilliant and wonderful, but on the other end, you're like, oh, but I have to do that. I have to say yeah. that, and that is always a hard pill to swallow when when you know when you're in this industry that you're very limited on your choices. And, and, you know, and, and I look back at Glee with, with, with very fond memories. Um, but also I remember feeling like, you, you know, that feeling of just that lump in your throat. You're like, I, I this, I don't know how to deal with this at that mm-hmm. age and coming out of it. Now I, I deal with it in a very different way in a manner of first historically knowing my the history of why, it, this has gone down that path for so long, specifically in Hollywood, and also having the right conversations and knowing how to have those conversations. And when you aren't allowed to have those conversations, what you do after that. So I think it's just learning how to communicate with people. Cause I think once what I've learned, once you do communicate uh, that to whether the higher ups, most of the time, I'm not saying all the time, most of the time it's taken, um, it's taken well and usually there's a remedy and there's a solution that like 
you know, like honesty in the mind, we got to find, we got to find <laughs> the problem. But, um, and, you know, coming on, I, now my, what I want to do is to make sure that actors, even who have done it for a while or who, who are just starting out, don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important for them to know that it, it existed and the struggle that, because I look back at previous, they had it even worse. You know, you even look at someone like Bruce Lee, who literally was otherized. Yeah. Literally just throughout his whole career. And, you know, there is this commentary about it told through jokes, but it's also at what point does it become uh, much? And like, yeah. we get the point. It's like, you're not teaching us anything new. Like we yeah. kind of know that already, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but but I, I I don't think I'd be in this mindset if, if I didn't go through that because now I, I am able to have more conversations and also choosing uh, the right roles and not just the, for me, but also the people around me, the other cast and watching out for them and watching out for the people behind the, the camera. Um, is is important for me so i, I want to make sure to be able to at least have uh, uh, a place in the table to have that conversation mm. great point um yeah. so let's talk about all my life which is a oh my gosh very sad <laughs> story um <laughs> it's it's a great movie but it's def it's definitely one of those stories that it's gonna pull on your on your heartstrings a little bit um um so it's about this young couple without giving too much away it's about this young couple who basically go through are going through a very hard a hard tragedy sort of during their early stages of of their relationship um like i said it's something that i know a lot of people could can relate to especially now dealing with tragedy dealing with with loss and everything mm. um so let me how familiar familiar were you with um, the story of solomon jessica i'm sorry jennifer um jessica is Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jennifer. Uh, before you signed on to this project, and what about it did, made you want to to do it? I, 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 you know, I think like everyone else, or not everyone, but a lot of people saw the viral video. You know, mm. uh, during that time when when uh, he, you know the couple was going through what they were going through, and and you know, and made headlines, and and it was the focus was also the generosity of strangers, you know, um, donating to, to their wedding. And then you saw, uh, you saw a glimpse of the, the beauty of, of their relationship, but you didn't know as much, you know, and, and then the script came and I thought Todd Rosenberg just wrote a beautiful script and I, I loved the way he flipped it. It wasn't just a cancer story. It was yeah. about these two people who over, who chose to, uh, um, make moments and make memories mm. and, yeah. and something that'll last uh, a, a lifetime. And I thought the way that, that uh, certain aspects of uh, the story were being told was really, really fascinating to me. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I think a movie like this, what's really important is, you know, making sure whoever's playing it has chemistry, right? right. Mm. Because that, that is, I think the foundation of it. And also with Saul's message, um, that I didn't find out till a little later uh, going into it because we're just, you know, we're focused on characters and everything. But the message really is is of hope and his positivity that he had throughout this diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but finally able to, uh, I, I did a screen, um, a chemistry test with Jessica and uh, right off that first deep scene that we had to do a really dramatic and emotional scene right upon two minutes of meeting each other, we had to dive right into it when I, I, I'm telling you, I felt that this was 
at that moment I was like I have to do this film like before yeah. I was like this is great I have to pursue it but that moment I was like I have to do this and I'm gonna go kicking and screaming if 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 this <laughs> happened because just Jessica was just such a she's such a brilliant actress mm-hmm. and I felt we clicked and we were the ones to tell the story and I'm just so happy that that it came out that way and and we get to service the story and, and be a vessel for for uh uh Jen's and and Saul's um really really beautiful relationship yeah mm-hmm. very beautiful um and for for you and I always wonder this about about people who play are still alive or you know play people that are based on um, um, on, on real people, uh, uh, real life stories, what kind of responsibility do you sort of shoulder whenever you, when you, whenever you portray these types of characters? I mean, Jessica, I mean, Je- Jessica, <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, um, is obviously very much alive and she was part of this, uh, the, the making of this film, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So what sort of responsibility do you, do you guys shoulder? What challenges do you also face when you're portraying, you know, somebody, some, a real life story like this? Yeah, it's, I think it's always just, it's a case by case, you know, mm-hmm. situation. There's, there's some that are biographies and, you know, you're, you're paying them to the T and you're trying to get their mannerisms and, and, you know, you're maybe trying to tell their whole life within a two hour period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one was a little different. I think uh, Jennifer understood that uh, mm-hmm. going into it, you know, she's intimate moments that are, that she has to share or not have, but she was so open to sharing and she was so brave to be able to tell us that that we didn't have to be beholden to trying to play them and trying mm-hmm. to beat them. Mm-hmm. What her the importance of this was to cross knowing how powerful um, love is really, and 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 even through tragedy and then through in the face of something like uh, a, a disease like this that 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 does take away. Um, uh, so many lives you know what how you look at life and how you look at each other and how you look at love is is the importance of this so that was her 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 wish I guess for for making sure that however we play it she gave us a lot of freedom in that sense so it allowed me and Jess to just be really really present with each other um, <clears throat> we were on set along with with Mark our, our brilliant director and I'll have to say that someone like, for me, the responsibility is just whatever the wishes are of, of whoever wants to, you know, whoever you're playing, you know, I yeah. think that, that is, that is the most important part. And, and, you know, we could have gone down that other, other route, but it just, it would have felt like we were doing too much, you know, to yeah. me, it was mm-hmm. about this, this slice of life that was most important. Mm, yeah. 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 I think you, you basically answered the next questions about how involved Jennifer was in in the film and even uh, like uh, other uh, Solomon's friends, loved ones. Um, it, it sounds like Jennifer was pretty like very much had a hand in telling of this story. And it it, it is because like there's always the whole thing of like adaptations of real life stories where how much creative license do actors and mm-hmm. and, and filmmakers take. Um, but with, with with all my life, you know what. Like, what did you walk away after you were finished and everything? How, what did you walk away? Uh, what did you learn about yourself as an actor? And just as, you know, uh, 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 um, about your relationship with, you know, your loved ones and, and, um, and all that good stuff. Did you, did you cry a lot? 
Yeah. <laughs> add to that, like, what did you learn about dealing with loss? Because I think that's yeah, exactly. Really yeah, important, I think that right now, I mean, think yeah. we, I think it, it's so interesting. It's like you know, one of my friends recently lost their mom, and I, I I'm like so awkward when it comes to death. You know, no, there, but there. In the end of the day, there really isn't the right way. But you know, it's it's so. I I think it's it makes me feel uncomfortable and weird, um, because you don't know what to say. But yeah, that I mean, I like what Amanda yeah. asked about. How do you deal with loss? Yeah, there was there was a there was a moment um, in the movie, uh, a scene in the movie that I just. I, you know, I broke down not realizing why. I, I, I think it was, I think just and also how anyone deals with death. Sometimes they deal with it. If they hear the news of something happening, you know, they might not react the way mm -hmm. that I guess movies have, have yeah. said that you should, you know, yeah. or, or societally, society tells you that, you know, if you hear bad news, you should cry. Like, that's like, I, and, and I think it's just a culmination of, of things that, I've learned the things that I've felt just kind of just rain down on, on that moment. And I, the biggest takeaway for me was this, and I think part of it was just empathy. I was like, I just felt so bad on how a person was feeling specifically on someone like Saul, who was very selfless and he was thinking about other people, even mm -hmm. when he was dealing with all this, when you could easily go down the road of like, woe is me. Right. Yeah. And he was, constantly thinking about uh um jen constantly thinking about his 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 friends and and, and what he's going to leave behind but also you know it, i look at that our relationship with with life and our relationship with death those are two things in, in some ways it's kind of our parents and mm -hmm. not like not physically our parents but life and death they're like yeah. they're what make us right that allows mm -hmm. us to do things in ways that will hopefully seize the opportunity or seize the day and then also have, you know, refrain of like, yeah, I don't want to do that because that's going to, that's going to kill me. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. you have that relationship that's going back and forth. And I think it's just getting in touch with it, um, which will allow you to have these, um, create these moments that at least will, you can leave behind. And, and so you can feel okay if you yeah. do go, yeah. you know, at, at any point. And mm -hmm. I think that's, really what the movie kind of talks about and, and what it has taught me and, and really that, that transfer of power that has happened from yeah. playing the character to now is it's definitely left a, uh, left a mark on me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, the movie definitely taught, you know, really, really showcased the power of love. And I think that was sort of my biggest takeaway is, is how love can definitely help you get through mm. the hardest, you know, the, the hardest things and hopefully that's, I mean, that's kind of what we need more of in, in our, in our world right yeah. now. So. <laughs> so. And also it's like, I, I love what you said about Saul and how selfless, selfless he was. Yeah. It's like people like that are so hard to come by. And so me jokingly, I was just like turning to my friends and be all, so if that was like me, would you do the same thing? That kind of like, <laughs> and they'd be all, yeah, sure. I think we all hope so. I think we all hope yeah. we have a, a, a Jennifer or, or like just a good support system yeah, of like friends who were like all they didn't have to do any of that and they did and it's just like 
It's like, you know, part of, uh, there, there are part of you people who will be all, oh, that's just corny and cheesy, but it was like, oh, but it's also something we all strive for, or we yes. like, aspire to have people who care about us like this. Right. You know, right. if it's cheesy, then call me cheesy, you know? Who <laughs> <laughs> cares? Like, that whole cheesy thing is like, if it makes you happy, like, what? Exactly. Mm, it cares. makes my heart smile. Yeah. I'm like, if it makes my heart smile, it's, it's fine, you know? <laughs> all about yeah, cheese. Like cheese. You know, cheese is good, whether you have alternative cheese, whatever. <laughs> cheese, cheese in like metaphorical. Good, right? <laughs> I love me cheese metaphorically and actual cheese. And actual. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all my life, uh, it's going to be out December fourth. Um, it's yeah. out in the, it's also actually out in the UK already. Um, but so other than that, uh, Harry, what do you have um, that, you, uh, that you have coming up next that you can talk to us about? More specifically, what can you tell us about Crazy Asians, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians? Crazy Rich Asians? <laughs> what? Can you just tell <laughs> us everything that happened? Okay, the times that I've been asked that, if I get paid a dollar, if I got paid a dollar, I would be able to fund the whole project myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so no, you, you, you should just tell us. About- <laughs> you had the most talked about one of the most talked about moments from the from the first film. So yeah. <laughs> look, I'm just I I am like I was taken aback by by okay. First of all, I'll say even filming and going on 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 set was just a, a really out of world experience, and I've never felt that throughout my whole career. Mm-hmm. I think that says a lot. I just I've never felt that that it was just like it was weird. It was like this unity, but it was but it also was about like just kind of fanboying from across mm-hmm. like it, <laughs> you know just cuz cuz you see you see so much talent it wasn't about like oh how big of a celebrity cuz you know people were relatively they were doing great things but they weren't they didn't have yeah, uh, yeah. a star meter or whatever it right. is called. yeah you know so and and it was just seeing that like in full in, your, in front of your eyes you're like wow this is going to take off and when it did you know, I wanted to do my part and and using my platform and try and just get as many people's eyeballs on it. And the fact that didn't really even need my help. People just loved it because it was awesome and it, it was, was great. great film. Yeah, so like, yeah, I just, and like, that could be part of it. To be honest with you, man. But that that mid credit scene where Astrid looks over to you, everyone's all okay. We got this. <laughs> There, the people are people are there was this like very all it takes is one look all it takes is one look someone posted something on twitter and they were they posted kind of stills from that moment this is very inappropriate but they they just posted the caption there's like all oh, y'all fuck yet <laughs> <laughs> so are you find out in sequel are you guys are you guys filming, have you filmed the sequel already no, no, no. Was it, okay, okay. It's I, just I like in development right. or it's in process. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in development. They pushed, yeah, they get They're pushed trying back. to get it right. They're trying to get okay. it right. They're trying to, okay. I think with John, John Chu and, and, and Color Force and they're, they're, and Panati, John Panati, they're, they're, they just want to not just do it for the sake of doing mm. a sequel. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, unfortunately, for, for people who want to see it really badly, it takes time, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it, it'll take some time, but uh, I, I think once you, if you talk to like John in the future, you know, just give him, give him the nudge. He's the one. <laughs> we will, we will, we'll we will. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there something that you haven't done in your career right now that you're sort of itching to tackle? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, this is a podcast. I can't see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
No, you know, it's at this state, you know, I talking about like the previous things, like knowing the things that I've done in my career, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited to be able to really play characters that don't have to, don't have to be apologetic, don't have to always find a way to, to, to get around, like saying something, I don't know, just like, you know, you, you look at characters and what I'm happy about specifically this one is, it's just a love story, you know, it's not about them. And as important as it is, like I have some stuff coming up that, you know, that's in development that is more historical and that the deal tackles uh, um, a little more of, of a period, period piece that, that has to deal with a lot of things that, you know, I, I think we are all talking about right now, which is important, but I think it's just playing the field of, of, of just playing interesting characters and, and, and being able to play those interesting characters in a three-dimensional space. Um, yeah. which hasn't been afforded to a lot of people that, that look like me in, in Hollywood. So I, I want to continue that and then also open up opportunities for other actors to have that as well. And you just finished that. shooting something, didn't you? With a yeah. friend of the podcast, Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> brilliant, by the way. I think people are going to see him in a different light, which I'm really excited about. And uh, and and even talking like someone like James Saito, you know, who, who's who's in, in the movie and has been killing it lately. It's, you know, and, and then to realize like, you were Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> like, that blew my mind. Right. But, you know, I, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, really fun project, especially shooting during COVID, which, you know, mm. I, uh, big ups to our producers to just make it such a safe environment. But uh, uh, yeah, with Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I, he's, he's brilliant, man. I, I, was, I, was so, I was so excited to work with him again. Wait, what was what was what's the the project? It's uh, called Love Hard. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is Love yeah. Hard for for Netflix, and Nina Dobrev is is uh, opposite. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's great cast. It's be funny. Okay, so we like to wrap up um, the podcast discussion with this section segment we call the facts or the FAQs. Just, just random fun questions. So the first question is, besides All My Life, what is a romantic drama that you that will make you cry no matter how many times you watch it? Ah, damn it, it's about time. <laughs> about time. That father-son story just kills me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you thought I was saying about time you were out. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> was like, okay, that's really strange that you wanted to you know, ask me. Uh, you know, You're like, you know, about time someone asked me this question. <laughs> you, you know a movie I, I, for some reason, I always cry in, and I don't know why, but the, have y'all, do you guys, have y'all seen The Champ? It's an old movie. It's no, with, you, you've mentioned this before Ricky, on, yeah, on podcast, with, yeah. You know, Ricky Schroeder, we can talk yeah, about this. We, we, well, <laughs> that's yeah, something else. Yeah, the Champ, yeah, it was him, and I can't remember who played the dad. It's, it's, it's like it's from the 70s or 80s, it's like from the, it, it was. It was, a, I think it was originally, 50s and they they like redid it in maybe the 60s or the 70s but mm. it was him and you know his dad is like a, he comes back to try to like reclaim his title as a boxer and obviously he's older now and he has like all these different issues and i mean a spoiler alert Wait, who, like, plays, he, who plays it who, who, it's, who ricky Schroeder, it's ricky schroeder plays the young oh, ricky schroeder. okay yeah plays a young kid and his dad i can't remember who who played his dad in it I'm, but i'm but, looking it up you, yeah you keep talking just, <laughs> 
just the, the scene. I mean, like I said, it's it, we can spoil it on here because this movie has been out for yeah. <laughs> there's it's been 1979, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So he his dad like ends up like dying after a fight, and like you know he, he's like his dad's biggest biggest uh, fan, and so he like sees his dad uh, dying at the end, and you know he gets really emotional. And it, for some reason, that scene always mm. gets to me. I've seen that movie so many times. I think that's the first time my dad has actually cried in a movie was that movie. Oh man. But, John Voight was the John name. Voight was John Voight. But I think it's when these actors that when actors just <laughs> are just there. Like I the one the one scene that always gets me, no matter where I'm at, is uh Will Smith and Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil is like my yeah. Oh my god. That scene Did you watch the reunion? Did you, you watch, watch the reunion? And I've watched that scene a million times and then they played it again and I cried. Like yeah, I did too. That reunion, just, when when they did the whole uh, oh, uh, tribute to James Avery, Avery yeah. I was yeah. just like, I texted Dina. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> wrecked! Like I cannot believe. I was. That was like one of the best and reunions then the end, I have ever seen. I never realized how how. I mean, I, I understand how huge Fresh Prince was. And, no, me too. And yeah. How how much of an impact? But I never yeah. until watching. I was like, Oh my god! It really was part right. of my childhood and. I learned so much from right. it and it yeah, made they, me laugh. Like yeah. so they tackled they tackled issues without us knowing they were yes, tackling yes, issues. Right. Yes. That was the brilliance of that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what would your wife say is the most romantic thing you have ever done for her? <laughs> if we would ask her right now. <laughs> uh, that is a good question. What is the, <laughs> it, it's like answering for her. That's really right. strange. Like, <laughs> well, I think this is the most romantic. <laughs> And she's like, no. And she's all, no. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, uh, you know, I think it's those little things. I'm not a big grand gesture. Like, I mean, I proposed on on like like a beach in Hawaii and stuff like that. We had a great wedding. But I think it's just, literally. I think it's just me cooking. If I cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that is yeah. like <laughs> that is. It's like breakfast. You're like, okay, fine. And then lunch, yeah. you're like, oh, there's something sweet happening here. And then mm -hmm. dinner at the same yeah. time. And also getting a foot massage, like that that whole combination <laughs> right there. Okay. I, I feel like it is romantic. Maybe yeah. I'm completely wrong. She's just like, I don't know, maybe when I leave the house, I don't know. She's like, oh, the most romantic thing is when Harry leaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got my house to myself. <laughs> a lot of people do like that, though. <laughs> Um, okay. It's very romantic too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the last thing you binge watched? I binge watch uh, Watchmen. That was mm, a good one. That was great. That was a good yeah, one. That was. It was screaming at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> great one. Good. Um. So, what is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back and be embarrassed by? Your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion. That is, it's weird because I, I feel like I've been dressing the same for the past five years. <laughs> and, and I don't, I'm, and I'm, I'm that guy that doesn't realize that I'm dressing like a, like a fad, like a, like a trend <laughs> that's gone away. Yeah. Um, is, it, is, it, is it like, like not skinny jeans, but like tapered jeans? Is that, is that, is that? Yeah, like where it's kind of, it's kind of tapered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, think oh, I'm like you. Me. Yeah, I, I'm like. Big ass, big ass pants. And I'm like, yeah. oh, is that, is that it now? Is that what? Yeah. 
it's it's weird because of how like fashion trends cycle and 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 and, and all that um, and especially in COVID and this pandemic, I don't know what's happening with fashion. Yeah. I'm not going yeah, out. <laughs> suits and corduroys are coming back, if you didn't know. Well, so so there you go. That's good. We're going to be embarrassed by that in five shoulder years. Pa- shoulder pads <laughs> are coming back too. But I used to make fun of my mom for her shoulder. Now I just bought this really cute shoulder pads? shoulder pads. Yeah. I don't know. I bought jumpsuits recently, and I I'm just think that I mess with that. I mess with jumpsuits. Yeah. I like yeah. I mean, jumpsuits. I just think that that's how like Instagram. Get, I've been buying a lot of shit off Instagram lately <laughs> because they get me. Yeah. <laughs> You're their target. <laughs> okay. Would you rather the general public think you are a horrible person, but your family is very proud of you? Or your family thinks you're a horrible person, <laughs> but the general public is very proud of you. <laughs> That's good. That's a what a predicament, right? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, okay, I'll go with this. I, if the public thinks you're a horrible person, but your family does, I don't know. If you, if you go that route, then your family might just be placating to, to what your feelings are and, 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 and driving you to think that you are a good person when the public <laughs> is right. Or it could be the opposite where, where your family oh. thinks you're a terrible person and the public actually sees all the good things that you've done and your family is hung up on something that they shouldn't be hung up on. I don't know. I'm I'm looking yeah. way too deep. <laughs> oh, you're, I, see, I'm this really is, you're like here. breaking it down for us. Okay. Yeah. Let's, this let's, is the Odyssey of the mind coming the out Odyssey. of you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that one's a hard one though. I don't know about that. That's a hard one. I, yeah, think, I don't know about that one. I don't know if I can answer. I think that. I would just have to I would have to just say the horrible uh the 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 public will have to think I'm horrible cuz my yeah. family will be around forever and Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Unless you really hate your family then it's probably <laughs> like that. No, no, that's good. Unless your Look. family is very horrible too, right? Yeah. Yeah. See? See when you when you throw those in there you'll be like Huh. Yeah. See, this is we're we're starting our own Odyssey of the Mind. Yes. The Hollywood branch with, okay. with Harry as the president. A terrible idea. I would watch that. You get like a whole bunch of really really, really great actors to try and solve. Like yeah. Okay, God. Okay, let's do it. Let's right? Right? do it. Deadline. Hollywood, Deadline. You know. We're gonna break that right after we get off this call. <laughs> Okay, um, so our last question is, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, creator, that is not necessarily in the mainstream uh, that you think deserves more shine and recognition by Hollywood? Uh, yes, I think there's two, actually mm. there's three. That yeah, list them off. off. Um, one is, uh, Jackie, Jackie Chung, she is a, a really, really brilliant actress. Um, she, she's been doing a lot of plays in New York. Uh, she's, mm. a, she's a Korean-American actress. And she, yeah, I remember watching a play and I just was blown away. And, you know, sometimes I think with, you know, with, with Hollywood, you, you have the goods and then, you know, you, you have a hard time even putting your foot in, uh, mm-hmm. putting your foot into the door. Um, so I want to give a big shout out to her. Check out her 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 work. Um, and uh, her husband is an actor uh, too. And and they're just a great duo. And and giving uh, I'd love to give some shine to them. And also uh, Hugh Ho H I E U. Yes. He is yeah. a producer producer friend of mine. He has a production company with uh, Randall Park and Michael Lanco. 
um, they're, they're developing some really, really great projects. And uh, I think um, what he's doing is making more Asian centric stories. Uh, doesn't have to be surrounded by Asian, but just at least there's a, there's thematically, there's, there's um, something to do with the Asian American experience. And uh, mm. I wanted to give him a shout out. And also my wife, she is yeah. Shelby Rabara. Shelby, yes. whatever you want to yes. call her, but she is, um, brilliant voice actress but also people don't know she's a brilliant actress as well and yes. we come up from the same kind of world as far as dance goes and mm. and uh you know especially now being a mother and 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 trying to still do this i think is to me i look at it, it's like it's it's i have a hard time myself and to imagine having to breastfeed and do all that and yeah. put on something on tape is is something that is and she also was on goliath and she was our our, our daughter she was uh nine months pregnant on yeah. Goliath, playing a lawyer and killing it well, and, and, yeah. you know, and just if you go back and watch it that's really her bit that's really my daughter inside her i'm like okay credit too i was gonna say yeah, your daughter needs a sad card <laughs> yeah <now>. yeah <laughs> we, we get a little extra pay for that because you know she was kicking and she was telling she was telling you where to go uh yeah no, but um, yeah. So a, a big shout out to, to mothers out there that are yes. that are that are killing it out there, and, and especially in this industry, it's very, right. very hard. Yeah, yeah. Mm. shout out to all. Of well, them. Harry, that was the most romantic thing you did for your wife. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you so much for, for doing yeah, this. Yeah, thank you, Harry. Thank, thank you, man. Thanks, you know, it's it was really awesome talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because and we look forward to. Everything you're doing. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Especially Thank you. Crazy Rich Asians and in our Odyssey of the Mind reality competition, <laughs> yes, which, yes. which we'll be in touch Hit about. Hit me up on that. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Thank you. All right. Thank Bye, you. Harry. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.